This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future Podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's great to uh, finally meet you in person because this is how we meet each other nowadays through Zoom. Uh, So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your organization and what you're passionate about. Yeah, for, for sure. My name is John Darbyshire. I'm the CEO of, of SmartSuite. We are a no-code platform that focuses on work management. Uh, we help organizations manage business processes and projects that they have inside of their organization. Uh, we founded the, the company uh, SmartSuite uh, about three years ago. Uh, so we have about 4,000 customers. Uh, today, I'm passionate about quite a few things, but I'll say from a, a, a work perspective, I'm passionate about all things no-code. I started my no-code career 20-some years ago with a company called Archer Technologies that uh, I founded that uh, went on to be the leader in the governance risk and compliance space. We helped large enterprises manage processes around mainly bringing products to market uh, like online banking, first presence on the internet, those types of things that needed to be secured. Um, on that, sold that company in 2010, retired for a, a bit, and then got the bug to kind of get back into tech. Uh, so that's kind of my synopsis. Nice. So you're telling me uh, we can't use the words learn to code anymore because nobody <laughs> nobody should learn to code anymore? Is that what you're telling me? I, I'm absolutely like, I feel like that's the revolution that, you know, yeah. that's, that's underway right now is no code. And what no code really means is just putting the power in the hands of the people that do the work to actually mm-hmm. configure the processes the way that they want to get their work done each day without any coding. So it's all drag and drop is what no code means. It's a fancy word for letting what this the, the kind of the word of the industry nowadays is a citizen developer, meaning a, a person that knows the process, just be able to build the process the way that they want uh, using drag and drop. Right. So you have a bunch of competitors in your space right now, right? Um, what, uh, what makes you different from them? Sure. Yeah, the, the kind of the, the goal of SmartSuite was to take five or six different product industries and put those into a single platform um, that allows you to kind of manage work without the need to have six or eight different products to do that work. So think about the project management players that maybe you're referring to that would be someone like a, a Asana, a ClickUp, a Monday, a Rike, right? So we provide those types of capabilities and then think more process management with like a ServiceNow, an Airtable, a Mindex, kind of the really high-end business process automation tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we provide automation capabilities and integration capabilities similar to like a Make or a Zapier that's built into the core platform, uh, dashboarding capabilities that's more business analytics types, you know, form builders where you would have like a type one, two, three form builder or survey monkey where you need to collect information maybe on your website or through clients and have the data come back into the product. And there's a few more, but you kind of get the intent of SmartSuite is to take all of those general capabilities into one core platform. And that's what begins to set us apart from some of the key players in both project and process that 
the think about things in very different ways. We try to bring those together into what we call a business operating system where you get both project process and then these other pieces that I spoke about. Well, that sounds like it's uh, kind of like a Swiss army knife. You got everything in it. Um, what, but um, what makes it sort of different from just using best of breed? Is it because of the integration? Is that the key? It is. Let, let me give you a few examples. So kind of what's happened in the no-code space in the last uh, two to three years is that there are a lot of great no-code point solutions that people may gravitate towards from a sales perspective, a marketing, an HR, um, maybe a product or operations perspective, all great products. But the first thing that people say is, now I got data in five or six places. How do I connect that data together, right? So that's yeah. where SmartSuite comes in. And we want to give you 90 to 95% of the capabilities that you have in those products that you already love across those categories, but in one connected platform where you have a single source of truth, maybe where the uh, sales team is responsible for accounts and contacts, but the marketing team needs access to that information. The product team links into that. So there's no duplication of data. It's all in one, one place. And then when it's in one place like that, there's a lot of efficiencies around onboarding and offboarding employees, around permissioning to know that the data is secured. So that if somebody does leave uh, the organization, you don't have maybe six or seven different products that you're worried about. Where's the data set that's there? And then the, the last element that really sets us apart is we allow people to collaborate inside of the product where the work is getting done. So think of you're working on a client project and you have a particular task. Uh, we allow you to communicate internally with your team through our product inside of that task, kind of like a Slack or an email type capability. Mm -hmm. But we also allow you to communicate directly with your clients through email uh, that's there. And then any reply to that email comes back into the context of that record so that if you need to understand what's going on, you could pull up that client or that particular task and kind of see everything together. So it sounds like there, there would be a challenge going into a place where a lot of those tools are already there and you'd need to move to them. Are you more targeted towards greenfield operations where somebody just needs something that will do everything and they just move into that space? Most of our customers are doing what the, the first part of what you just said and that they have a few of those tools already, but their preference long-term is to kind of begin to bring everything together because they're spending so much time trying to integrate data they're setting up uh, permissions and user accounts for lots of people across lots of different products, and it's hard to just maintain. So the value is back in the no-code platform, mm -hmm. the work management platform, and that's that's what sets us apart. But that's also where we think the market is headed, is you're going to see more no-code work management platforms come to be that help organizations manage and run their business without the need of so many different you know point solutions on the outside. Yeah, because it seems to me that it's just this sort of alphabet soup of different things, depending on the organization, right? Oh, you know, at one point, the CIO liked Slack, so it's in there. And then now right. they like Teams, or they like this, or they're Microsoft. So there's just seems to be just a, uh, uh, such a broad variety of things that all and they all need to integrate with each other, right? Otherwise, it's not very, it's not very yeah. useful. So, you, so not only are you taking uh, coders jobs away. You're also taking integrators jobs away, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, what's interesting about what you just said is that one of the fastest growing no code industries right now is on the integration side right? And the, for, with products like Zapier and make and ply. And there's a whole host of, uh, but the reason is everybody has all these different systems that need to communicate back together and they need a product that helps them communicate and exchange information back and forth. Uh, it sounds simple, but it actually turns into full-time jobs for people because you're always adding fields in one place. And now I need to account for that field being added over here. And I have to put that back in my connector. 
inside of products like SmartSuite, all those connections could happen internally and we know about everything. So you don't have to worry about all the integration that's just built in. Mm -hmm. But we also integrate with Zapier and Make and Ply so that if you do need to integrate with outside products outside of us, it's just like you'd integrate with anything else. So we try to give you the best of both worlds, but knowing that long-term you're gonna wanna have more of your business processes or what we call workflows kind of in a single product to make your life easier. Right. So in a lot of these, a lot of this other SaaS, uh, you really need to spend a lot of time configuring it to your business. I mean, how, and, and you need to get special help. I mean, look at Salesforce. You, you've got a whole yeah. ecosystem of Salesforce people who can customize Salesforce exactly the way companies want it. It's not, it's not all the way back to custom software, but it's, it's sort of something in between. So I'm assuming you need to do some customization as well, or how, how have you sort of reduced the amount of customization that's required? Sure. No, great, great question. So, I mean, I have a background at Ernst & Young where I was a partner and kind of and ran one of their global practices. So I have a good dose of process management and best practices kind of in my blood from, from the beginning. So I'm a process person. Uh, so what we did at SmartSuite is we created about 200 best-in-class process templates mm. uh, across every core business process in a company, as well as segmented by industries like healthcare or real estate or construction or churches or nonprofits. Um, and we brought those together. So if you come in and say, I really don't know what a best in class process looks like for sales, we'll give you a couple of options. We'll give you that. Here's the big, big gorilla, like the Salesforce that has all the things you might want to collect, but maybe you just need a CRM light. Like you're mm -hmm. just getting started. You don't need all of that. The intent is you click on those templates and with three seconds, those templates download into your account with sample data and you can play with them and see what it looks like. And that's a great starting point for 90, 95% of our customers. That's where they start with processes. It also helps you understand processes in your business that you may be using in other products or in spreadsheets that you could just very quickly move into one source uh, that's there. And with that though, does come customization. So customization means um, I just want to change the way the information looks on side of a record. I want to drag information around in a different format. That's no, what no code is really good at. Or I want to add more data points than are collected here that are unique to me. Those are just field types. We offer 44 different field types. So you could say, I just need a dropdown list or I need a checklist or a status, you know, those types of things. So that's where we begin to excel is starting with the template to help our users understand like what is best in class. And then they can tailor the template to what they need. Um, about 5% of our customers kind of in that range start from scratch and just build exactly what they want. But majority, 90, 95% download a template and tailor that to fit uh, their specific needs. Right. And would you say that well, where do your customers fit on the, are they major corporates? Are they startups? Are they mid-sized companies? Where do, where do they fit? Yeah, we go through three different um, classifications of companies that we work with from startups, SMBs, and enterprise. Um, and everything in between, every industry you could think of. It, it's really fun since we're just a, a platform for you, people to use and build processes in their companies. We have every kind of company you could imagine from real estate companies, construction companies, healthcare, manufacturing, product, tech. Um, we have uh, agents that manage UFC fighters. We have a rugby, a rugby team that uh, manages rugby or uh, an, org an agency that manages rugby type teams or soccer teams where they're tracking all the players and everything that happens, their compensation and wow. how they can trade for them like Moneyball on the baseball nice. side, you know, that's there. <laughs> Just, you know, anything that needs a database where you need to collect content and then 
analyze and, and make decisions based on that content, you know, a no-code platform or work management platform is going to be a good fit for that type of work. Right. So it doesn't really matter what size the company is. I mean, it, what are your price points? Are your price points pretty reasonable for SMBs? They are. So the, the first one is we uh, we have a free 14-day trial of our pro plan. At the end of the 14 days, if you don't want to convert to a paid plan just yet, you can move into a free plan that's free forever for up to three users. Um, then our first entry point is our team edition. That's $10 per user per month. Um, and then you can move to professional, which is $24, and then our enterprise, which is uh, about $40. Nice. So can you let's back up a little bit and talk about this your startup story. How yeah. did you like what made you decide to do this? Like what problem were you trying to solve? I mean, how did you come across it and how did you decide to solve this particular issue? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, after I I, I sold our company back in 2010, I told you I officially retired and did all the things that somebody that retires thinks that they would do. And the bottom line is I got bored. Um, and <laughs> usually, I, that usually happens, right? <laughs> right. Um, I did a lot of investing in startups and working with a, a lot of companies. We invested in about 400 of those, either direct or through some venture funds. So I had the chance to work with a lot of entrepreneurs and their businesses and what I found was we spent a lot of time talking about their internal systems, the things we're talking about now to run the processes of the business as the business begins to scale, right? And sometimes we would spend as much time talking about that as we did the product or service that they were trying to bring to market that was there. And I got frustrated that we were always talking about five, six, seven different solutions that they needed to bring in just to manage running the business and hiring people, just the operation side of that. So right. It's kind of like your your startup suite, right? We're going to use, we're going to pick up a whole bunch of different tools from right. different startups and we're just going to we're just going to use them because we just need to get something out out the door quick. So you see this plethora of different things. I want Asana for this, I want Slack for this, I want this for this. But it's just nothing and nothing communicates with each other. It's just stuff that you can bring in quickly it to is. just get things up and running. But there's no there's no thought involved. There's no there's no connectivity between the between the pieces. Yeah. So you just described kind of the the thought process behind SmartSuite and that I, I got I had that frustration level and all those products that you just mentioned are great products and I found them useful. What I didn't like was that I had to worry about integrating them or where do I go to get this information versus this information. And I just said, look, I, I built this 20 some years ago in a no-code platform. 75 of the Fortune 100 use that product to this day that's there to manage processes in their companies. I want to bring that level of capability to every business size, but in, with today's technology that allows things to be more performant, it, the user interfaces can be more interesting. It's just easier for us to build that type of platform. So my thought was at some point, people are going to get tired of those six to eight to nine different products and say, I really just need a product to help me manage the majority and maybe have one or two other ones outside of that. So that was the genesis for the, you know, the vision around SmartSuite. And then we spent uh, three years with over 100 developers to build the core technology. So that's what's unique about us. Uh, we didn't release an MVP in six months and then try to iterate with customers. Uh, the reason for that is an MVP wouldn't solve the problem. <laughs> wow, that's so, that's so unlike what everyone else is doing. What made you, is that what made you decide to do that? You realize that was, this is really the best way to solve the issue? It, it is. And, you know, I had the luxury of not needing to go out and get venture capital and we could you know, fund this ourselves. It's it's a kind of a different story than a, if it was an entrepreneur with a great idea and didn't have the means to actually go do that. 
Um, and we wanted to get it right. So when we went to market, we wanted to make sure that we could deliver on the vision and that people understood how we were different. Mm -hmm. And also, if somebody was comparing us against a Monday ClickUp Asana Airtable service, service there's more and more there's more and more of these starting to be all in ones, right? Or they're moving really? towards the all in one space. But sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. No, but um, yeah, the idea was that if somebody looked at those products and looked at us, they would see that, yeah, we do have all those features, plus a whole bunch of things that would make it better, you know, in relation to another product that's there. And that, that's where I think, that's what I thought, you know, three and a half, four years ago when we started the company where the industry was going to head, was that more of these all-in-one encompassing types of workflow products would begin to come to market. Uh, we're seeing a few competitors kind of in that broader space, but I think over time you're going to see a lot of the point solutions are going to start to think I can't survive as just a point solution that's really good at marketing because that doesn't that, that doesn't integrate into the company uh, the best way. Right. Well, I remember when I was looking for a CRM for my own consulting firm, there's just so many of them out there. And I'm surprised that there's actually so many of them out there because I think that how can all of these companies survive? I mean, you have everything from Salesforce to Pipedrive to you know, yeah. there's just a, there's a million of them out there and they're still they still seem to be flourishing. I don't know. Maybe is it because it's so inexpensive to just uh, throw up a CRM, you like get some open source code and just just do it if you're that, if you're a developer. That, that's exactly that's exactly why. And a lot of those products in that space are actually really good. Like they're yeah. interesting products and they solve the problem and they're cheap. So it's but it's just... not Salesforce. So nobody wants to use it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Salesforce has the market kind of on the high end, you know, large and enterprise space. You are seeing some of those point solutions come in at a much cheaper price point for SMBs, you know, startups, right. and SMBs that are taking that away from Salesforce. But Salesforce owns that top of the top of that market for sure. But where Salesforce falls down is again on that integration side when somebody wants to run five or six things together and they're all integrated in one way, uh, what happens is they do those four or five other things now and they link to Salesforce to pull data in. Yeah. Uh, well, I find it ironic that Salesforce supposedly started the no software, like yeah. nothing on your desktop thing. And now they are the man, right? They were, they they were against the man. Now they're the man. And yeah. they've got this, you need a massive ecosystem in order to support something like that, because it requires so much customization and right. everybody's just drunk the, the Salesforce Kool-Aid and said, well, we got to use them because everybody else has used them. And I'm like, my answer is to that is no, you don't, you have to look at back, look back at what you need and right. then work backwards to figure out what software you need to bring into the situation. Yeah. Salesforce, you know, they started this no code revolution, no software revolution is what they yeah. called it at the beginning. Yeah. But what happened over time was they added more and more feature sets that became to move them into the low code space, meaning I have no code drag and drop, but now I need to write code to do certain things to make it. And then things just got more and more complex where now they've become the type of product that they set out to displace when Salesforce started, you know, it's kind of in the space. And that's why some of the really interesting no code CRM products are, are doing so well at the entry market is they look more interesting. They're easier to set up. You know, there's you don't have this no code capability. It's just all or low codes, excuse me. It's just all no code drag and drop to set things yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. So one of the things I've noticed about these things is that even though you do have a lot of flexibility and you've got a lot of stuff in there already, um, you still might end up with a situation where uh, it's not quite what you wanted. And so do you have an ecosystem that allows you to sort of 
pull in a developer to customize it to that level? Or do you stop there and say, listen, this is the best, this is all we got? Yeah, I, I should have answered more of that earlier in the conversation when you That's were all right. talking about partners here. But yeah, so we, we have an ecosystem of, of partners. We have over 100 uh, different what we call service providers. Those are partners that are certified on our product to deliver services back to our customers uh, that are there. Um, and they have expertise in different areas. So you may find people that have expertise in healthcare, or maybe they're more manufacturing or general consultants that are just good at business processes and really understanding the process and modeling out inside of SmartSuite. Uh, we also have partners that have an expertise in integration so that if you need to integrate our product with four or five other products, maybe some homegrown tools, different ways, they know how to use Zapier and Make and you know different products in that category that can easily bring data in and out of, of the platform. So as customers, our customers move into out of kind of the the small and medium into the, you know, the large and enterprise, you see more consultants that are involved. And typically because of that, the reason for that is that if you have hundreds and hundreds of people relying on a business process to do their job each day, you, you, you need to get that process right at the beginning. Whereas mm -hmm. SMB can build a process out, take feedback from people, maybe 10 users are using it, they make updates as they go, not a problem. But those larger companies, they want to release something that is kind of the best in class right from the beginning that meets the needs. So a lot of the process consultants come in and they're not worried about the product. They're worried about what's the process need to be? How do we flow the process? How's the information go through the process? Now we're going to use SmartSuite as the platform to automate that for you. Uh, but they're more concerned on, you know, how do I maximize the, the efficiency of the process itself? Right. Well, sometimes when you have no code platforms, it's actually pretty onerous for the user to set it up the way they want it to. I mean, I kind of use the the travel example where it used to be I would just call somebody up and go, hey, can you book me a trip? And they would go do all the work and then come back to me with the perfect trip. Now it takes me months, weeks and months to try and figure out what the perfect trip is. So how do you solve that issue where uh, you're you're actually talking to people who, who are just the business folks, they don't really know the technology, but they need to be able to be able to configure it and make it not too onerous. Yeah, we take two different approaches for that. So we have a Smart Suite Academy that's really it's a training academy that has about 100 different 150 different how-to videos on different features and topics use cases that we have. And then we have a certification program associated with that so that somebody could go in and actually say, "Hey, I'm certified at this level." So that if you're in an organization, the you know, maybe the leader of the organization could say, "Okay, I understand this person understands how to use Smart Suite to automate our processes that are there. So we just try to provide easy ways to educate people that are there. Uh, we also have a growing number of partners that are really um, like a concierge service for exactly what you just said. So it, they'll charge a, a monthly retainer. Sometimes it's it, you can think of it as like a three quarters of an employee if I were to purchase somebody to do this that are on call at any time. And they are experts in processes because they work with hundreds and hundreds of companies. So you know you're getting like the experts not just on our product, but on just how to set up and manage processes across different size companies that are there. Um, that particular industry, I think, is going to continue to grow over the upcoming years in that a lot of people are, are leaving their day jobs to actually move into these sort of agency roles, setting up retainers, and then supporting lots of customers as opposed to just one, you know, one customer. Mm -hmm. So where do you see... Where do you see things going from now on? I mean, let's not do the futurist thing yet, but where do you see, like, what direction are you are you moving in? Are you just sort of at the point of growing 
growing the organization and growing your your user base, or do you see going off in different directions? Yeah. So at, at this point, you know, we're focused on on happy customers. So we're you know people just come to our website, they can start a free trial, convert themselves, and then we'll help them along the way based on the requests that they have back to us. That's that's mm-hmm. so it's pretty easy. So we're trying to get as many people into that funnel and try out as many different types of use cases and add features that support those types of use case, use cases they have. Where we're headed as an organization is once you have information inside of the company is how do we take that information and help you analyze that in a way that brings insights to maybe how you run your business. That could be for a particular team, maybe that's inside of a, maybe just a subset of a marketing team that's focused on just content that's there, right? But how can we give them insights into the content that's performing the best or the types of content that they should be writing using AI uh, that's there? So we're just like everybody else. We've got customers that are using lots of AI inside of our product right now. Um, using Zapier or Make or the you know the new OpenAI just released their own API uh, that customers <laughs> are now using, um, and the use cases they, they just blow you away. Like I'll give you a quick example of one of our sales team members um, uses our product to go into a contact that has just signed up for the product. He pulls up one of our pages. He puts in four or five pieces of information in different fields about how he'd like to reply back to that customer uses Zapier to pass the information, who then looks at ChatGBT, passes information back to Zapier, writes the email response back to the customer. All of that happens in about five seconds. And it actually creates the emails for the salesperson to send back out based on the things that he thinks or she thinks are most important. And then they just hit send, 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 send. I love it. <laughs> Something that took, you know, a, a day, he, they're, they're doing in the matter of minutes and the quality of the content, the emails that they're sending out are just like spot on. It's amazing at the quality, you know, that's coming out of of the AI. And we see that uh, as an industry inside of all core kind of no code platforms is just, it's, it's exploding right now. Um, Oh yeah. Well, you have to make it, I mean, uh, I, 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 I can see the day at some point where somebody says, Hey, can you write me a CRM? (laughs) <laughs> just yeah. like spit out an entire, write me the best CRM you can. And it just spits out an entire CRM. Maybe, maybe someday, but not, not quite yet. That it, It's actually closer than you think, Chris. So we're actually working on some things and we've, we've been playing around with where you can answer a series of questions and we will go pull information and actually create the field types and build the solution for you based on your actual need that, that's there. And nice. It, it's actually the technology is super simple <laughs> to mm-hmm. do. It's getting the questions right to really understand what the uh, the consumer is looking for. And then we look in our library, we tailor one of the templates that fits exactly what you told us and kind of take out everything else that's not there. So it feels like it's even closer to what you want right at the beginning. Yeah, no, I love I love the concept of having those pre-made templates because a lot of times these things come out of the box with very little and you have to try and educate people on how to do it properly. But if you have these templates that are already out of the box and you can say, oh, I need to, ins- I need to implement a sales process. You know, I don't really know that much about it. I'm the technical founder, et cetera, right. but there it is, right? I mean, and how did you come up with those? I mean, best practices, did you bring some consultants in? How did you come up with these, these this set of templates that come with? Yeah, well, the, the first part is that's that's the area of the business that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Go back to my Ernst and Young days of, I'm, I'm all things process and we built our, our 
the, the company prior Archer Technologies, you know, it was very similar in that we had best practice templates for processes that were there. So I started with just the core knowledge that I have around the templates, and then we worked with industry experts on those particular areas to begin to fine tune those. So marketing agencies that are really in tune with, hey, you need these eight or nine processes to manage the workflows inside of a marketing agency that are there. And here's how they need to talk to each other and be linked together uh, that are there. So we've tried to do that through each of the categories. And then we get constant feedback, daily feedback from customers that use the templates saying, we love this, we don't like this, or if you change this or add this one, this report would be really meaningful as a starting point that's in there. So it's the iterations of the processes that make it you know, so much better over time. Um, that's there. The really, more we get, the better. Is it that simple where I could say, oh, I want to start a marketing agency and I just sign up and I say, and I click on a button saying start a marketing agency and it automatically ripples out all the processes uh -huh. that I would need in a marketing agency? Yeah. So you click, it, it's a single click and then you can say, we show you all the processes. So you could say marketing and then we'll show you the 10 to 15 templates that we have. And you could say, oh, wow, this, 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 and it just goes, just brings all of those in and you're, wow. you're ready to get started. Wow, that's no excuse then. Anybody, there's, <laughs> there's no reason why you can't start a business on this thing. It seems like it's, uh, and and is it mostly, is it all internal or can you, does it actually have an external web facing piece to it too? Like, can it, can it build your website for you? It can't build your website yet, but we are really close <laughs> to announcing some integrations with products that do just that. So they can mm -hmm. look into SmartSuite, pull the data that you want to build your website with, and then you can access control that however you want. We do have ex, uh, aspects of the product that allow you to share content outside of the, the members that you have kind of in your workspace. So maybe I have a client and I need them to just have read-only access to certain data on a project. So that's just a single click to share that data uh, that's there. But what we do uh, that's a little different as well is we have a concept of a guest that you can bring into your workspace and a guest can see things you've assigned to them and they can comment on those things and change the status but that's it. They can't add new content and cooperate. So if, let's say you're a marketing agency working with 50 customers, you could give them access back into your system, your workflow. They would only see the projects you're working on and mm. they would get the updates, can communicate to you in a Slack type way right there in the work. Uh, and they could also approve things you've done, but they couldn't do anything else. They could just say approved or rejected Right. And if you want them to have all the capabilities, you add them as a member for $10 a month. So that would be a, that would be a customer and, but not a, not a consultant say you would be working with the consultant you're working with would be the member and the guest would be more of a customer who needs to be part of the workflow. Be. Yeah. So a, a guest is just anybody that you don't want to pay for. It's free. A guest is free. You can have as many as you want, right? And our intent is- Can I sign want... myself up as a guest? No. <laughs> you, you, yeah. You have to have a paid account. And then you can have as many guests as you want if you just have one paid user. But our intent is we want to show you the capabilities to as many people as we can, hoping that those people will want to convert it someday to use all the capabilities and not just change the status and communicate on the project with you. Mm -hmm. So have you have you seen growth in a particular market over another? Like, is there a particular industry that you, it sounds like the tool is available to everyone, but do you see some industries growing faster than others? We see entry points into companies that are um, kind of like the typical entry point where people find value. And then what happens is it begins to expand into other departments. Uh, I mentioned marketing a lot because that's the number one. 
that we have. It's just, it seems like that's a big need right now, regardless of company size. There's immediate value that can be seen. What happens for us that we love is that now it gets shown off with other people in the company and they say, I'd like to run my process that way. Outside of marketing, um, we run into product, into IT, into sales, into governance, risk, and compliance. Like those are all really good entry points for us. And then it goes, we have 35 categories of templates and then it just kind of expands. And what's fun is we can track um, the initial templates that were downloaded in a company. And then we can start to see the traction of additional categories of templates that they're downloading over time. And then you, you can start to see that more users are being added as these different templates are being uh, downloaded. Wow. This is, this is so cool. I mean, um, the thing that sort of is, is I'm thinking about now is it sounds really expensive um, because that's the, I mean, the one thing I used to use HubSpot as well. And then as I got into HubSpot and use more and more of their features, I thought to myself, wait a second, I'm spending a lot of money here. Yeah. There's got to be other options. So I'm assuming you don't, um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about like where the price points are and what I get for, for what I'm paying. Sure. Yeah. So we made a decision early on that we did not want to nickel and dime people on features that's there. So across all of our plans, with a few exceptions on permissioning and different levels of permissions and single sign on those types of things, you're going to get all of our features across all of our plans, including our free plan. What we do base the, the numbers on is usage base. So you have a number of records or things that you can do in a particular plan before you start to reach limits that would say, hey, I need to move from the $10 plan to the $24 plan uh, that, that's there. And typically that's also based on you finding value because you're putting more and more content back into the product. So mm -hmm. when we talked with customers early on, they were really frustrated with companies that give them enough features that everywhere they click, it says upgrade, 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 and they just want to use the product, right? <laughs> So, so you are we, talking about HubSpot, right? <laughs> that's one, but I think that was the, you know, going back a few years, that was the standard in, in software as a service products was to yep. follow that approach. And I think what you're seeing now is people are finding ways to put levers or gates in place that help move people kind of through their different plan levels, just based on the value that they're getting overall uh, that's there. So that, yeah, that was once. Sorry, there was one CRM where I signed up for it and it looked really good. It was very similar to HubSpot. It gave me everything I wanted, except for like a couple of little things, which I were okay, was okay with. And then I realized that I had to pay extra to get their logo taken off my emails. <laughs> like you're kidding right and he goes oh no no it's it's per email you give us 20 bucks and we can do like 10,000 emails and I'm like really yeah. <laughs> come on that is ridiculous but uh we, we try to stay away from all of that and I, I just say our initial customer feedback was very negative on the use of feature gates as opposed yeah. to feature gates that were in place so um yeah we'll, we'll see over over the long term if that makes sense and people continue to upgrade to new plans but um, that's the approach that we've taken. Awesome. Well, I love the sound of it. I'm definitely going to try it out. So let's, Excellent. it's time to, let's time to think like a futurist. It is the year 2033. Where yeah. will you be? Like, what will you be doing? What are you going to have AI built right into the software? I mean, do I, can I just talk to it and say, Hey, send out, send an email, send a marketing drip campaign to my 3,500, uh, newsletter subscribers. Would I be able to just do that? And you, and you could just do it. Is that, is that part of your plan? It, it is. I, I think that's actually a lot closer than you think, because the natural language 
uh, capabilities now of being able to ask for things and to open up products and go to particular views or to perform actions is 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 there and and not very difficult to actually add to products that are there. Oh wow! So we're so it's not ten years out. It's like oh, next no, year. no, that's that's next year. That some of that wow. is, is this year. Uh, there's quite a number of products that do that already. Uh, that just blow you away. You know, so cool. you just log in and just say, "Hey, take me to my sales report for last quarter." That's all you have to say, and it just it, it just takes you right there. I think what's what's coming that's going to be even more impactful than that is using AI on top of large data sets to help drive insights for the business to think about things that the business might not be thinking about. You know, mm. maybe you're saying that, hey, 80% of your business is coming from these three cohorts that do X, Y, and Z. And if you would spend this much more money on marketing, it could increase your profitability by X. Like that is super meaningful. And the data is all there. It's now training AI on how to get to the data and then how to how to interpret the information based on the request uh, that comes in. But the hard work on the AI side is done because we can take that database, throw it into AI where they have access to it. And now I can start asking questions. And in the case of SmartSuite, what we want to do is we want to create dashboards on the fly. So you could come in and say, hey, create me insights about XYZ in my business. We'll actually create a dashboard with charts and graphs that will take what we just heard from AI and help show it to you live, right? And then give you a write-up that says, here's what we found, but look at these charts. And when you click in the chart, it each piece of the chart is clickable to go in and actually see the data uh, that, that's in there. So that's, I think that's the vision that we see uh, for our company with our larger customers that have you know, data sets where you can really interpret the data. So are you, it sounds like you're also gunning for Tableau consultants. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have, yeah, we have built in dashboards with charts and graphs and all that that's already, that's actually, you know, something five or six years ago where you'd have to buy third-party products to do that is going away. That's just like a core feature. It's just so easy to do that these days compared to, you know, five or six years ago. Yeah, it's interesting. There's probably going to be some kind of a reckoning in that space because there's so many tools doing so many different things. Yeah. If you we see these all-in-one sort of Swiss army knife tools coming in and doing just good enough. I mean, I can see sort of like, it's almost going to be a bloodbath in these little one-off tools, right? Cause it's going to be like, who's going to want, who's going to want to bring in Tableau folk, uh, or period right. when, you know, your tool can do 80% of what people are looking for and be in extensible enough so that somebody can actually walk up to it and say, can you give me this? And then there it is. Exactly. Yeah. Right? If you think of why Tableau has been so successful is they bring data from all these different data sets into one place to create a dashboard, right? Exactly. That's what work management is all about is now we have all the data and we have integrations to the data points that are kind of outside as well. And we can chart and graph all of that information, you know, on the fly. So you're reducing the need for that third-party product. Uh, that's yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're, you're going to destroy a lot of industries. You're going to be like the futurist who said, oh, if we have uh, automated auto autonomous vehicles, then can you imagine the how many industries will be eliminated? But right. you're going to create other industries, right? At the same time, I mean, you're not going to just eliminate jobs. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we, I, I don't think we view anything happening as eliminating jobs. I think that what what you're going to see is a lot of the traditional development companies that wrote code for companies to build these processes. They're they're going to change where they're going to actually have more no code type people to automate processes and then put their spin on it with a low code 
capability that's there. So I think that industry, development industry is going to change a lot, but there's so many no-code platforms being built that companies like SmartSuite are going to hire more developers right. that traditionally have been in the agency. So I don't see that like overall that's really going to change that's there. And then you're going to see that people are just going to be smarter in the way that they can do work each day. They'll be more efficient with everything kind of built in. It's a little more collaborative. You can build a better culture maybe with people that are working remotely to feel like they're part of the team because everybody can kind of see what's happening across all functions of a business. And they're not just in their one little, you know, their one little function. Well, how far away do you think we are uh, a fully auto, fully AI salespeople can take people directly from sort of interest <laughs> interest to sale? I mean, it's not that far off, right? It, it's actually happening right now. So we, it's interesting enough that you say that. We looked at a tool this morning uh, that contacted us that's a prospecting tool that has a database of millions and millions of of users and traffic on your website to see the types of people that are coming in and buying, signing up for trials. They'll look back into their database as well, but they'll manage the entire process using AI and communicate with users with emails based on what they're seeing working, not working to get you demos. Wow. No I love it. At all. And on top of that, it's only a couple thousand dollars. To, <laughs> oh my God. That's great. For a year for that type of product that's there. So, um, that particular piece with content is it, that industry is getting turned upside down right now. And a, another industry that just in the last month that's changed dramatically is uh, content writers for SEO based blog posts on websites. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I can go in and use chat GPT and I could say this month, I want to write articles across these four categories. Can you give me 20 examples of, of titles? And I'm going to say, okay, I like these five. Now I want to write, xyz and i want it to have this tone with this information these references and it just writes it and before you know companies pay 800 to a thousand dollars per blog post from oh yeah and yeah yeah, absolutely you do it yourself and you can write a blog in five to ten minutes that's probably more seo focused than what you were paying for you could analyze the blogs you've done before so that it keeps the content fresh like that whole industry is changing like right now yeah, I think writers and authors have to change their titles to blo- to prompt engineers because <laughs> if you, you got to be a prompt engineer. And then I was, I'm actually, I write science fiction as as a hobby, and uh, I'm using ChatGPT for right now to help me write a, a time travel novel. And it was really helpful to sort of riff against. It's almost like having an editor who you yeah. just throw ideas against the wall and they can come back and you can say things like, "Well, what was Alexandria like in 2403 BC?" And it would give me a full picture of what the city was like. And I'm like, this is so much more fun than talking to Google where I get, you know, 50% ads and then all right. sorts of other stuff that's not really useful. But that, yeah, I mean, it's really changed. It's really changed things up in, 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 in many spaces. Yeah. yeah. A great example of what's going to happen is you're, you're not going to a search engine and typing in a search term. You're actually having a conversation and building on that conversation to get what you want. And you know, I, I was working just a couple of nights ago where I was watching TV with my wife and she goes, what are you, what are you working on? What do you, and I'm like, I'm just having a conversation and I was figuring <laughs> out stuff for the business that I'm asking questions and looking at metrics. And like, I'm like, this is just amazing that I can get this much information so quickly just, you know, based on that. Yeah. Well, the funny part, I think part was, is that I had a writing session with it and I came downstairs and I was talking to my wife and I was telling her all, all about it. And she goes, Oh, it sounds like you found a new friend. <laughs> need to give, give like, it a name like, right? i guess kind of right I mean, <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. You know, I live in Southern California and the movie industry is really big. And I can't tell you how many discussions we've had. Oh, I can imagine. The movies thinking about writing, you know, movie scripts and being able to take really successful movie scripts and and learn from that on how to build new scripts, you know, that are for, for different ideas that are there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I have this feeling and I don't know if people think it's dystopian or utopian, but we're going to get to the point where we'll flip on Spotify and every song will be generated for us specifically. Yeah. Like it won't be it won't be it'll be John's song. It'll be John's this John's this John's this or Chris's this Chris's this. So and I can send it to you and it's like, oh, I hate that song because it's not tuned to you. Right. It, right. It's tuned specifically. And it would be the same for films. Right. I could go. I could um, I'll be streaming things on my own machine and it'll know exactly what I like and it'll create the entire right. thing on the fly as I'm watching it. And it could tell you know, by the way it looks at me, whether or not I'm enjoying it or not, and it'll just sort of tune it for enjoyment. So, you know, entire industries are going to blow up, but that's going to take, that's a while off. That's, yeah. a, that's a while I, off. I think, you know, you know, until about four months ago, I thought that this was like something in the future that people were always talking about. Yeah. And then I realized very quickly, just in one single day, when I sat down with chat GBT and started just using it and asking questions. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is very different than what I ever pictured in my mind on how it was going to work. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was always talking to somebody who they do real estate leads through something like that. They have a, they have a system where they, they have the system, have the system, put the ad on Facebook, gather the lead, and then have the entire conversation up until the point where they're ready to buy through AI. And I'm like, wow, this that's really cool because you think about how many uh, agents it's freeing up to only talk to the super like super warm or hot leads. Yeah. And I, I see all all industries going in that direction. I'm assu- do you do you have that kind of thing in in Smart Suite as well, or is that coming? So we don't have it in Smart Suite. We use uh, that will be available as part of the integration that we're doing. And we use a product called Intercom that provides mm-hmm. those capabilities. And we're struggling with if we're going to turn it on or not because it can answer questions in a in a conversation style with customers coming through support. And we're hesitant that we don't want our customers to feel like we're not giving them the attention, but we're also seeing that the quality of the responses is so high and useful. Like we may even give them a choice to say, like we have somebody available in an hour. Like if you go on our product and click, we pull up a chat menu. And if we're super busy, we may just say, hey, you go right to the, we'll give you the automated GPT, but tell you about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Versus I want to talk with someone live. But um, with the right training, we're just seeing that, man, you know, you could, you could have a lot of conversations, a lot of engaging conversations with people, um, really low cost uh, mm-hmm. way to do that. Yeah, exactly. Well, that reminds me of uh, a Yahoo saying, we used to call it, uh, eat your own dog food. So you should eat your own dog food. <laughs> Take those things, give it to your customers. You have to try it first and use it yourselves. Yeah. I, I think there are a lot of companies like us that are going to try that and just see how, if customers, how, how they respond to that, you know, and if it's good, if it's great, I think it'd be okay. But a lot of people want to feel like they're talking to a human um, as well. And how do we bridge that gap? Oh, interestingly enough, I've talked to a number of different people on this, and there's such a divide because some people are saying, well, I would prefer to talk to a machine because I know the machine's not going to try to upsell me. And then other people would say, well, I prefer talking to a human because the the machine probably can't do any kind of creative thinking on my behalf. So, or it depends on what I'm doing, right? If I just want to come in, buy something and get out, I'd rather talk to a machine. 
So it's it's just an interesting space. And you're right. I mean, the fact is, is that this is just a few months old, right? Yeah. And it's still moving so rapidly. There's new AI everywhere embedded in everything. And yeah. I have this feeling that one day it's going to be our AI talking to your AI. And it's like all these, AI, it's like, <laughs> right. we, we won't actually do anything. We'll just have the AIs talking to each other. Yeah. You're saying, I want to go buy a no-code work management platform. Go yeah. tell me the pricing for these that's right. The AI right. will go off and talk to your platform right. and all these other platforms and come up with a solution. Then <laughs> it will say, hey, here's how I, I rate all these products and yeah. negotiate the price for you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It may be here before you know it. <laughs> That's true. Very true. All right. Well, this is this has been great. Thank you so much. Uh, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Yeah, I'll give you two ways. You can go to our website, smartsuite.com, start a free trial. And once you download our product, or, or excuse me, just it's all web-based, but you uh, start a trial in the right-hand corner, there's just a, a bot that you can click on and have a conversation with us. So you can ask for me and I respond back to those uh, as nice. well. Or you could reach me on uh, LinkedIn is probably the easiest. Uh, it's just John Derbyshire, J-O-N, and just shoot me a DM and I'll be sure to get back to you. Perfect. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much. I'm definitely going to try it out right after this. All right. Thanks, Thanks. Chris. It's been a pleasure. Talk to you later. All right. Bye.